Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. So, Emily, you and I have both uh, done a lot of traveling. Oh, uh, my God. You, you've done, I, I'd say, I, I think it's fair to say that we've done a comparable amount of traveling. <laughs> you know, I had, to come, yeah, totally. I had to come all the way up here to New York from, from Virginia. And that's like, it was such a haul because I, yeah, I got like 300 to, miles. I got to the airport and I, I got there two hours in advance and I had to check a bag, which was like, ugh, I never check bags because I don't have to because I bought a suitcase that was like a like the perfect size so i didn't have to check bag ever and i had to check a bag this time and that was a whole thing I had to go to the counter mm-hmm. and then yeah. i went through security and they actually made me take my shoes off which i haven't had to deal with in a while sure and then my flight kept on getting delayed it got delayed it was supposed to originally be 8 40 takeoff and then when uh-huh. i'm like at the gate it keeps on getting delayed and delayed and delayed and then we board, and then we're just sitting on the tarmac for, like, almost an hour. It turns out it was supposed to get there at, like, originally, if we were to take off at the right time, the mm-hmm. plane was supposed to get to New York into JFK at 10.04. We ended up taking off at 10.21. So it was, like, it was just a real inconvenience. And it was it was just really a bear of a time. So... I hope your travels were, like, better than that, is what I'm saying. Because mine was just real hell. Like, I can't imagine how it could be any worse. Uh, Emily? I think... I think she hung up on me. Alright, I guess I just have to... Have to call her back. Emily, you there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, so you you hung up on me in mm-hmm. like, in the middle of our our Skype call, which is like yeah, this is that was pretty rude. Well, uh, I hung up with you, John, um, because your story is pretty much bullshit. Like, not only was it just, like, the namby-pambiest bullshit, it was completely, like, your struggles are not real. They don't exist. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You're, oh, boo-hoo, my flight was delayed a little and I didn't get home exactly when I wanted to. Bullshit. Meanwhile, you're going a total of 300 miles. Let me tell you about the saga. It was, like, that was my... It's, like, an hour late. Dude. I don't even know why you took a flight. Like, why would you take a flight to New York from D.C.? You take the bus. The bus takes four hours max. You just go. And it's done. Um, so, yeah, I don't really... And you don't have to check bullshit. And they don't look in your bag. You could be... There could be anything in there. It doesn't matter. And you keep your fucking shoes on. Because if you don't, someone's going to steal them. I love the bus. I live for the bus. <laughs> um, but let me tell you about the saga that was my uh, return to Buenos Aires. If you don't uh, recall, or if I didn't mention this on the show, I left, uh, I left the, good, the, the good people of Buenos Aires in the middle of a fairly uh, significant general labor strike, which uh-huh. means 
Uh, my flight was significantly delayed coming back to the United States. Um, and then on my way back, I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, strike's over. Everything's going to be cool. It's all good. What have you? Everyone's like had a good new year, Christmas, everything. I leave Washington, D.C., if you, if you recall, because you dropped me off. Yes. We go, no problems. I get to Newark, realize I have a nine-hour layover in Newark, New oh. Jersey, which is not awesome. Yeah. In fact, it's a little less than awesome because Newark is not too fantastic. I ended up uh, camping out in one of those iPad restaurants, which they have converted the entire, at least, sea uh, wing of this uh, airplane house. What's it called? Airport. Right. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Good enough. The whole sea wing has been um, converted to these iPad type restaurants. And I camped right. out at a vegetarian restaurant. And it is run by these iPads. <laughs> and But it does have and necessitate human employees because things happen. But these employees really are unemployable any other place. And so I was hanging out at this vegetarian restaurant for like three hours the dude keeps coming up to me they're the most casual colloquial newark new jerseyans i've oh ever God. met and they're like hey what's up so uh yeah here's the deal you sit down you are on the ipad i'll bring it out to you and the guy kept saying he was gonna bring me every time he saw me he's like all right don't don't you worry don't you worry i got you i'm gonna get you some silverware and a napkin in a hot in a minute i'll give you it to you in a minute i'm like okay cool i'm not worried because this guy why should i worry he keeps saying except for the fact <laughs> that despite him saying at least three times and leaving the area that he was going to get me silver and a napkin despite my asking for it. He never brought it to me. <laughs> like, so when my food actually arrived, I ate the sandwich, but then my hands, it was in a pita, so my hands got dusty. And I didn't want to write white pita dust on my uh, yoga pants because I had right. miles to go, miles to go before I was at my actual destination. <laughs> and so I finally was resorted to asking him. And when he, I asked him, he acted so in, indignant. <laughs> he was so upset. <laughs> I was like, you promised me though, man, you promised. Meanwhile, this other girl is like kind of walking in and out, talking to other customers. They ask her for a glass of water. She leaves. And this woman and her child wait and wait and mm. wait for a glass of water. <laughs> Never get one. And as soon as they're getting up in frustration to leave, they finish their meal, whatever, because the whole thing is you order and pay at the same time. So you're right. stuck. You're stuck with whatever happens here in this situation. As they're getting up in frustration to leave the area, she goes up to them, sees them leaving, goes out loud it to them. She goes, oh, shit, and runs away. I was like, oh, my God. Ooh. I've never had such an outstanding restaurant experience. <laughs> like, five stars across the board. It's, if you have to be anywhere truly, three hours. A truly exceptional oh, food man. experience. They didn't have the beer I ordered. And you, like I said, you order and you pay at the same time. They didn't have the beer I ordered. And the guy goes, well, bartender says we don't have that. And we don't have every, anything like it. So what do you want to do? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> okay, well. It's not um, the way to go about that. No, but you know what he did is he also didn't realize that you know, a 25-ounce pint pour was the same. 
on draft as it is in tall boy cans. So I ordered a tall boy can of the uh, Mermaid Pilsner out of Brooklyn. Right. I don't think it's Brooklyn Brewery, but it's from a brewery in Brooklyn, I believe. Okay. It's called the Mermaid Pilsner. And I ordered one of those, and he goes, so, yeah, but the first pour was supposed to be 25 uh, ounces, so uh, I'm just going to get you another one as well as soon as you need one. I was like, okay, that's two towel boys for the price of one. Works for me. Yeah, hanging out at this airport me. anyways. Yep. So I just sat back and enjoyed the show. Had my free beer and just had a grand old time. I'm not in a hurry. I don't care how bad the service <laughs> is. I'm just here to pass time. I get on my flight. It's an it's an eleven hour flight from Newark, New Jersey, to Buenos Aires. And if that's not bad enough, overnight, what have you, leaves at whatever time in the middle of the night and arrives in the morning in Buenos Aires. I get there for the, thinking, finally, my journey is done after being on a plane for so long, just so long, not having slept the whole thing. I get there, the baggage terminal is completely full. Of people, it is a sea of people, and I find out that there is a bag baggage handlers strike going on, <laughs> and I proceed to wait in baggage claim. That's for- so specific. Is there <laughs> is there a big enough like group of baggage handlers that they themselves, as a unit, can have a strike? Well, clearly they can because I found out that the airport does not function without that. It just doesn't work. <laughs> so clearly they have some sway. Um, oh man, all these old people on this flight were so mad. Most of them were going on some sort of cruise. And yep. they were, oh, oh, so upset. There was media outside the airport covering all these people on this cruise. And I found out that the baggage handlers strike was actually an extension of the strike that I had left Buenos Aires during. Right. So it turns out that during that strike, they had not, their pay had been docked for the time they were striking, which oh is not God. supposed to happen. They're supposed right. to be paid even when they're on strike, and they were not. So then they decided to strike indefinitely <laughs> until <laughs> they were paid for both their previous strike time and their current and, strike and time. And the current strike, yeah. Exactly. So luckily I wasn't, I don't just live in the land of strikes. Like there was a method to the madness. But yeah, I ended up waiting in the baggage claim for five hours. Like I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) It was five hours. I landed at 10.15 a.m. I did not get out of the airport until 3 p.m. So I don't want to hear about your travel difficulties because I'm pretty sure I'm stuck in Buenos Aires now. Like I never want to see the inside of an airport (laughs) ever again. Never. I bought all these wonderful snacks for my friends. They're all gone. I had to eat them for survival. (laughs) (laughs) So pretty, pretty comparable. Pretty, pretty comparable. Yeah, totally. Let's get to the topic. All right. Hit me. So, this is a new year. We're in the new year. This is 2018. Mm-hmm. And I, myself, Emily, have not been the greatest father. And I want, I want to become the, the, best, the best dad. Now... I'm curious as to why you have this goal, John. Because well, as far as far as I can remember, and I know we haven't seen each other for maybe a few days here, but yep. up until that point, you did not have any children. 
Yes. Nor were we expecting any. Well, that's um, a relief. Yeah. And we're still not expecting. Um, and we still don't have any kids. But okay. I realized that maybe maybe fatherhood could could happen at some point. And I'm really... I realized that in 2017, I did not resemble a good father. And did not I want, exemplify and I the traits of a good father. You're saying yeah. so. In the, in the form of like practice makes perfect, you would like to practice to be the best father you could be when that time comes. Even not if the that best time father that I in... can be. The best okay. father ever out of anybody that's ever fathered. So who are your role models in terms of father figures? Father figure figures, oh, man. if you will. Like, are you talking like Bob Saget in Full House? Uh, uh, Mufasa? Maybe uh, his character Jesus. in Full Wait, House. Jesus wasn't a daddy. Jesus was not a daddy. Well, <laughs> well he no, was probably daddy, not. But he was not a dad. <laughs> oh, God. Morgan Freeman. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Kim look. Kardashian. Hmm. All great dads. All wonderful fathers. Exemplary dad, Kim Kardashian. Look, anyone can be a dad, okay? Yes. And look, uh, I, I don't think that these, these are lessons that are going to be applicable only for men who have children. I think that we should all strive to be better fathers. Well, I actually, it's funny you say that because I actually have some uh, some father experience, some dad experience, if you will, if you'd like to to allow me to share some of my wisdom that I've learned through being a father. Yeah, absolutely. I welcome it. Be because as you know, I have, the role of the father is interesting, right? Because he doesn't actually carry the child and yet the child is still his. And in that Unless way, Unless in the I'm case of penguins and seahorses. Well, penguins just kind of carry them on their feet. But in this, by this definition, I am a father to a wonderful, beautiful child. His name is Oscar. Yes. And, and I love him very much. Now, I did abandon him to go to another country. So... That is, yeah. But, hey, let's face it. Typical father move. Yeah. Dads do that shit so, all the time. Dads, they can do that shit, man. And I can do that shit. And Oscar, wherever you are, I love you very much. But daddy's got to focus on on daddy. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, look. Start. It's not. <laughs> look, we're all trying to be better fathers calling here. myself daddy around my cat. No, I think it's better. I think that that is just an example of good hands-off parenting. There's no, look, there's no right way to be a dad. But if there is, we're going to find it today during this Skype call. But I don't think that Whoa. that, I don't think that's the wrong way to do it. So I think you're good. I'm so sorry, John. This is much cheerier than I expected it to be. What are you eating? <laughs> Um, all right see. all right all right okay so i have here's here's the thing i have the this list is your first test. 
Those I have a list dad. of how to be the world's greatest dad. And I'm going to – these are all things that you should do. I'm going to put at the bottom things not to do. Mm-hmm. Things not to do. And I'm going to say eat while recording a podcast. I'm sure there you go. That's on there. It's, it's sea salt, caramel, cashew, Folks, popcorn. If you're if you're trying to be a good dad, which if you're listening to this, I, you are, because why else would you listen to it? It's called How to Be the World's Greatest Dad. Okay, that's don't, what it's called. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't don't eat while you're recording a podcast with your little brother. That's lesson number one. And I'm glad that we could all learn it together in a sort of practical I'm, space. I'm glad we were, uh... yeah, glad, glad we were all there for that. Glad we could all, all do these things together. Yep. So here's what I want to do, Emily, so I can, I can save you uh, some time while you're chewing. I would like to set up the perfect 24 hours of dad dadliness. 24 dad 24 hour dadathon. Yes. A 24 hour dad off but with Ooh. just yourself. Okay. So I want to create the perfect dad schedule from right. sun up to sundown. What we're gonna we're gonna go through and make the perfect the perfect day of dadding. Oh my goodness, I'm so ready because I just see. Are we each gonna to vow to, to do this whole day of daditude? Because I feel like I feel like I could nail it. Yeah. I've been meaning to start a like to get a subscription to the paper. Okay. So what what do you think is the first like wake up? Dads wake up pretty early. Right. Yeah, I'm thinking like, like 5 a.m. 7 a.m. Whoa. Yeah. That is an early day. Can we push it? Can we push it two hours? Because that's that's pretty early for me. That gives us much. That That's two fewer hours of dadding. I mean, yeah, but I mean, being a dad's a big job, man. And I got to be rested up for Look, it. Look, I've, I've learned a few things from our our own father, who I think is an exemplary father. He does, and yeah, he does a great if job. I know anything about being a dad, it's that you're going to have to fit a four hour round of golf in that day somewhere. So yeah. if you're if you're trying to take away two hours in the morning to start off, I don't I don't know if we're going to fit that four hour round of golf, Emily. I don't know where <laughs> we're going to fit that round of golf. Well, what if we made it 18 instead of wait, is 18 holes? Is that four hours? 18 holes is four hours. Oh, okay. Okay, then, yeah, that's fair. Okay, fine. Five o'clock. Five o'clock it is. What do we do? First thing, we got to stretch. We got to crack our backs. Yeah. You got you to gotta sit up from your bed really slow and just kind of sit mm-hmm. there for a bit to let your body sort of adjust to being a human. I was going to do, like, the very, like, I woke myself up snoring and now I'm awake, but I'm scared. I'm, I'm like, a little um, surprised kind of way and then, like... Mm-hmm. The slow, like the, ah, 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 and then 
Yeah. <laughs> ah! And then you get up, you know? Okay. And then, and then, then you sigh so that you it's gotta, another day. You swing your legs off the, the bed, and your slippers are right there waiting for you. But there's yep, something right damp the in one of the slippers. Yeah, so oh. then you like get your, put your feet in the slippers, and you go, ah! Because What's in the slipper? Your, I don't know, man. What? Maybe the cat put a mouse in your shoe. Ew! Hey, man. It happens. When does he put his glasses on? Oh, oh, later. I, I don't know about you, but as a glasses wearer myself, I tend to put my glasses on a little bit later. Like, I walk around I, sans, sans glasses for a little bit. Right. Well, you got to splash some water on your face first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe the glasses are by the sink, so you can put them on after you splash water on your face. Glasses are always on the nightstand, because you, you're reading in bed the night before. Oh, sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> Oh, we have to write that down at the end. We have to make sure to get at least a chapter of of uh, the secret. The secret. And we gotta finish the secret. Is that what dads read? The I, secret. Maybe. I thought about some sort of historical novel. How to make friends and influence people. Yeah, that's a good one. It's okay. a business dad you're going for. Well, he's a golfer, right? I think we're just trying to be our dad right now. The seven, the seven habits of highly effective people. Okay, that's your homework from our dad. He Is it seven? Wants you to read that. I don't know, man. It's your <laughs> present. No, he gave me a different book. Oh. Okay. These are all just dad, dadly books that I'm listing. Okay. And yeah, I don't no know idea. if I'm getting them correct. Well, I really, I don't, I don't. As Some. A, a, any book by Warren Buffett. I think he wrote more than one. Any book by Jimmy Buffett. Mm, yeah. Okay. Really, so any Buffett now? is a good option. Any as... Buffett, man. Well, um, so I have some news for you. All right. So before we get to the breakfast and golf portion of our dad of our daddy day we have some music and this okay. musical guest i'm very excited about because she is actually based in buenos aires oh um yeah so her name is sahara wanderer and the name of her as an artist well hold on i was gonna say is that her real last name because i'm that that's awesome no, no. It's the Sahara. Well, I don't know, actually. Maybe it is. Maybe she's just I hope, born to I do hope this. so. Okay. She's the Sahara Wanderer Sound Experiment with nice. her song, Quema Buenos Aires. Is it in That's Spanish? I'm so excited for um, this. You should be excited for this. It's electronic music. Very nice. cool. Yeah. And I feel like yeah, we haven't had like any electronic music. Well, she's based in Buenos Aires, and her song is... Quema Buenos Aires. So I hope you enjoy Sahara Wonder Sound Experiment. Why 
That was the Sahara Wanderer sound experiment with their song, Quema Buenos Aires. Thank you so much. If you'd like to hear more from the Sahara Wanderer sound experiment, please go to the link we provided in the description below. Yeah. Thanks, Sahara Wanderer. So we have right now on our schedule, 5 a.m., wake up. Yeah, and on our timeline of our day, it's still fucking 5 a.m., so let's let's mosey along. Okay, Okay, so... What are we, how, how long are we taking to do our routine? We got to, we we've sat up in bed. We, we're, we put our slippers on. We've splashed some water we on our face. Our butt. We, there we had to be some butt, butt scratching in there. <laughs> and we put on, do we, we put on our glasses. Uh-huh. Do, are we taking, are we a night shower or a morning shower? I'm how, a morning shower all the way. Do you think that's what the best dad would do? Uh, yeah. No, because you get shower at the golf club after you finish your round, right? That's a good point. Yep, okay, so that's let's, it. as we go, we make our breakfast. We gotta make coffee. Gotta put coffee we on. Gotta put on the pot of coffee. How? When do While we think? we put on the co- okay, When do we think no. the breakfast process is starting? Like nine fifteen? Oh my god! Sorry, that's sorry, four five, hours. sorry, five five fifteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five fifteen breakfast. But by breakfast process, I mean, like, you put on the coffee, then you go out in your slippies to get the paper, and then you come back and open up the paper when your coffee is ready. Right. Pour your coffee, and then continue to read the paper. And then, as far as breakfast goes, what what do dads eat? Was part of a healthy dad breakfast? Um, I'm thinking it could be some, are we we thinking cereal? Because if it's cereal, it's got to be, like, Raisin Bran. Okay. Well, I'm thinking of the like not being like the most effective cook, so I think that that's the way it's gonna go. Okay, it's a raisin brand direction. You don't think he, that the greatest dad is a good cook? No, I think he's a good cook. I just think he's busy. He doesn't have time. That's a good point. And reading, God, he's got a morning tea time. He and also he's gotta read that paper. Oh, he's doing it in the morning. Oh man, when's he going to work? He's gonna go to work after. He gets the early tea time. Okay, he's got to get out the door then. Yeah, man. That's why the cereal. He's efficient. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so 5.15 breakfast. Is he out the door by 5.30 then? Because I'm, I'm thinking this tea time's got to be like 6. Tea time's don't start at 6. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It seems early. He's got to get to work Seven. at some point. 7 is his tea time. Or maybe this is... Or 8. Maybe this is a non-work day. I didn't anticipate this being a work that. day. Okay, good, good, good. Then we have a 12 o'clock tea time. We've got time to read the paper and relax. Okay. Maybe get a nap in. <laughs> the greatest dad in the world naps? You gotta take naps, man. How? Only 20 minutes. It's gotta be a, a tight 20, though. 
It's a tight 20 and a half. You can't get into your REM cycle because it fucks you up. Believe yeah. me. And then the, no is, one is a good it is dad. Very hot. It is very hot here in Buenos Aires, and I'm, like, fully embracing the midday nap, but it's turning into, like, really intense, like, you should... You're going to mess up your sleep cycle naps. No one who so, siestas yeah. for over 20 minutes is a good dad. I'm, I'm all over the siesta, man. You, take, to, you just take up. that. It's my New Year's resolution is to not siesta as much because I siesta way too much. Okay. What's he doing after breakfast? Uh, I thought he was golfing. What do I got? Is he, You said he got 12 o'clock tea time. He's eating breakfast at 5.15. God damn it. <laughs> What's he gonna do with this time? Go for okay, a walk, what go do, bird watching, look, go what the what dad do, does. What do dads do? They, hmm, here we go. Nap, they drink, play golf. Do car stuff. They. No. Uh, I mean, not no, but like. They play yes. catch. Yard work. They do yard work. Is he a gardener? Or is it like minimal, minimal yard work? I think it's minimal yard work, and then he's like, okay, if it's a non-work day, it should be like a Sunday, and we turn on golf before the golf time. Yes, <laughs> We just definitely. have such a golf-centric dad, I don't know what <laughs> dads do. That's what the best dads do, Emily. <laughs> Everyone knows that. The best dads are, com- their lives are completely centered around golf. So he reads the paper, and then turns on the news, and he watches the news. Yeah, you gotta watch the, the news. Yard. He does some yard work, and by that time, it's time for his tea time. And then he goes and plays four rounds of golf, and he has lunch with his buddies, has a beer, but only a light beer because he's sensible, <laughs> gets a shower in, you know, and then, <laughs> then it comes home, turns on the TV, falls asleep. Okay, when, when does he tell a joke? He tells plenty of jokes with that's, his that's buddies. Part, so that's part of being the world's greatest dads. So you have to tell a joke. Where does he find time to do that? He doesn't have any human interactions until he goes golfing. (laughs) Okay. It's our dad alone. There's gotta be a younger dad with like children to father. (laughs) Maybe that's yes. Okay. Yeah, he's gotta. He's gotta help morning sex in order to father some children. Maybe the best dad is just the most fit dad, and I'm talking biological fitness, which is the the number of viable offspring he has. So, so, really, so looking... this dad, this dad is just boning down. He's just a monster. <laughs> He's just going crazy. Just with... Johnny Appleseed spreading as far and wide yeah. as he can. He doesn't even have time for golf or slippies or coffee. Well, okay, coffee, well, no, look, coffee. all of those things are, are extremely vital to what <laughs> what makes a dad. I'm not saying he can't be getting down. Virulent. <laughs> At a at a nigh constant rate, but there there needs to be time for coffee. There needs to be time for walking around in slippies. There there needs to be time for golf. Also, time okay, so for a joke. Can... Just at least one joke. <laughs> so after golf, he tells a joke while he's at at uh, at the the golf club with his buddies. Then he comes back while he's playing golf. Bones down. No, at lunch. Listen. <laughs> So is okay is lunch lunch is after 18 holes or are they taking a break halfway through after nine when they come after. back around to the to the to the clubhouse i've never played golf <laughs> well emily you're the expert here yeah i'm the dad i'm the dad spurt yes 
you know, but all I can picture, I'm very distracted because all I can picture is us. Uh, random like generic dad with a line of children but all he's doing is like picking them up and kissing them off the top of the head <laughs> and putting them down and going down the line <laughs> to each of his children our extremely <laughs> prolific perfect father well yeah he's got to give them all a kiss on the top of the head and it takes some time because he's got a lot he's of got them. a lot of children so you know that scene in Walk Hard where he's like playing catch with all of his children. Yeah, it's gotta yeah, be. That's... It's gotta be like that. Yeah. Oh God, playing catch. Father. Playing catch is such we a gotta, huge one. We gotta. Okay, he's gotta get back on the golf club, and after he's done kissing everyone. <laughs> well, no, he's gotta play catch with everybody. He's gotta play catch too. That's such a vital part of being a dad and being the best dad is playing catch. You gotta have a catch. So when are when are they having a catch? How. How many children does he currently have? I don't know, John. And when do children outgrow playing catch with their father? Their wonderful, amazing, fit. Oh, John. Father. Don't don't you know? You never outgrow playing catch with your papa. <laughs> okay, so that means this guy. Okay, this guy. How old is he? We, we, we just have to pick an age and do the math on how many kids this person has, then. Okay, uh, he's, like, in his 50s. He's, like, 55. Oh, God, you picked so high. Okay. Why? He's already got wet slippies. And so, he's, like, cracking his back and scratching his butt. Holy shit. Men can have golf. so many children. It could be a lot of kids. There's no... Man had the first one in his 20s. That's, that is 30 good years. Of, of just constant rearing. boning and having yeah, children. Man. And you know he can do it, but that's why he's he's a little sleepy now. So I'm just saying it takes some time. I'm, I'm just skipping to dinner at this point. Place catch with everybody, and now it's dinner time. But how long, Emily? I don't know. He, put, he, he had a tea time at 12 o'clock. That's going to that's gonna take four hours. And the Lord knows how long it's going to take because he's got to be boning the whole, almost the whole time. He's got to be boning in between shots. <laughs> well, just like a kid a year. How about that? Instead of just like porking all of the women in town. The only true way to become the world's greatest dad is to be everyone's dad. <laughs> well, then we already know who the world's greatest dad is, John. It's Genghis John. Khan. <laughs> Father Abraham. He had many sons. <laughs> and many sons had Father Abraham. And many Abraham. sons had Father Abraham. <laughs> I am one of them. And so are you. So let's all praise the Lord. And then it turns into like a hokey pokey type thing where you put your hands in and out. And... Let's all praise the Lord. Genghis Khan, father of the year every year. <laughs> yup. <laughs> oh my God. I think this one got away from us a little bit. <laughs> When does he chop wood? He's always chopping wood, man. Stop. No, wait, that's not. <laughs> he 
lumberjack. He's got to brag about his kids at some point. He's a dad. That's he what dads do. His buddies. Well, maybe he brags about his kids while fathering other children. <laughs> that was. I can't. I can't do it. If our mother watches this. <laughs> He's got to give a, a good pep talk. He's got to give a good Full House style pep talk. Oh, man. So like one of his kids, one of his many kids, comes up to him with an issue, and they say, "Dad, I just oh, don't he's got to be do. good at advice. Goes, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta be the best at worry. advice. I think you are just the most beautiful, wonderful person. I think, and if you're they just... don't see that in you, then fuck them." <laughs> Oh, he's got to go chase after uh, boys who are trying to uh, sleep with his his many daughters. Right. He's got to go threaten them. He's got to be polishing a gun until they prove themselves. Okay, so I know we haven't done dinner yet, but at some point late at night, he's got to he's got post up. He's got to post up by the front door. He's got to polish his gun by the front door. Yeah. Waiting for his his many teen to twenty year old daughters to come home from their dates. Yep. How big is his house? He's got this dad's busy. He's got to have like a butler or something. I mean, he's got to have a lot of space for kids to sleep. Lots of wives. Oh, he God. He is Genghis Khan. He is Genghis Khan. We've described Genghis Khan, but he about a really good golfer. <laughs> really, Genghis Khan was a really good golfer. <laughs> you know he put on slippies. It's cold. It's yeah. cold in Mongolia. <laughs> Dude, have you seen that show? There's a show on Netflix. What's it called? Um, that you know that show, that thing. Um, yeah. The guy, the guy with the goddamn. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Daredevil. No. No. Chef's table. It's, no. No, it's about the guy. He's Italian. He goes. I mean, uh, he, he lives Ozark. in Ozark. The guy who lives with Genghis Khan. <laughs> what the hell is it called? <laughs> no idea. Why are you talking Marco about Polo. it? Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Marco Polo. It's so good. Dude, super good life. anecdote there. Thanks. <laughs> I'm a professional podcaster. Um, yeah, no, Marco Polo is all about like Genghis Khan and how like dope he was, but also there are like stories about how he killed so many people. He actually like... And planted so many trees that he reduced, like, the effects of global warming today. Like, he refreshed the atmosphere with so much oxygen that he actually gave us, like, a little buffer. Like, he alone was responsible for this. Oh, my God. Yeah, because he was really into planting trees, and he was really into murder. Greatest greatest dad, Genghis Khan. He's watching after all of us. So what would what would Genghis Khan have eaten no for dinner? No factual evidence for that. Like no factual evidence <laughs> at all. Like what, none. What would Genghis Khan have eaten for dinner, and when would he have done it? Just big hunks of meat. Okay. And like, lots of wine. Are, like mutton. I guess mutton, but mutton's sheep. Would that have been I mean, ar- around in in present sure. day China back then? Yeah, well, they had, like, antelope and stuff. Okay. I so I don't really know. Did, they ate did, everything. Do baby antelopes produce particularly tasty meat? Maybe. That you can Maybe eat a haunch of? Beastin. They did, like, a lot of barbecue. They were big on open fires and whatnot. And lots of fur. He wore lots of fur. 
Okay. Yeah. So we got to have good fur in the slippies then, definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was already picturing that, the moccasin-type things. Yeah. And then, yeah, he waits. He waits. Does he have crossbows? Well, anyways, if your dad's Genghis Khan, I mean, you're going you're gonna <laughs> to bring his you, daughter he back probably home is. on time. <laughs> you're going to bring his daughters back home on time. And then he stays up. He puts on his reading glasses. He reads The Art of War. And he goes, he goes Betty by, and then he definitely is waking up at five in the morning because Genghis Khan's got shit to do. Yeah, not a day in the life of a dad. He fucks, and he's he, he needs time fucks. to do it. Yeah, man, and he needs his beauty rest. But yeah, so that so is that's how to be a dad. How to be the world's greatest dad? Twenty-four hours, you golf and you fuck, <laughs> and you be Genghis Khan. <laughs> Just exemplify Genghis Khan. Yeah. In well, pretty much um, all ways, including being really good at golf. All right. So it's it's bedtime for me as well. Yep. Um, and, yeah, so I think we did it. I, we definitely I think did Khan it. Genghis Khan is, is the best dad. He's the, clearly the best choice. I love you, Daddy choice. Genghis. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, you, Father. Thank you, Father Genghis. <laughs> Um, alright, our musical guest today was Sahara Wanderer Sound Experiment with their song Quema Buenos Aires. Thank you so much. So excited to finally have some representation from where I'm currently living. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to hear more from Sahara Wanderer Sound Experiment, please go to the link in the description below. We'd also like to thank Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. If you'd like to find more work from Ethan, you can go to ethangustafson.com and you can find the link to that on our website. Uh, Downtime with John and Emily is proudly sponsored by audible.com. If you'd like a free 30-day trial to audible.com and all the services it has to offer, mainly audiobooks, please go to audibletrial.com slash downtime. Yeah. Once again, audibletrial.com slash downtime. Get your free 30 days. And also, if you would like to submit, uh, if you are a singer-songwriter or you know a singer-songwriter and you want your music or their music to be on the show, email an mp3 file to downtimesubs at gmail.com. Same email if you want to send in suggestions for shows. If you have a how-to that you think we would do a great job at, just like we did this one, best best episode ever, we get better every week. If you have an idea for a how-to, send that to downtimesubs at gmail.com and we will review it and we will... We'll say your name on the show, and it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Emily Downey. I'm John Con. John Con Downey. Emily Con Downey. <laughs> uh, Al Roker, I'm coming for you <laughs> with my new with, with my, my new dad. With my perfect father, Genghis Khan. Better watch the fuck out. <laughs>